Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DUX Expo at duckexpo.com. That's duckexpo.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Christina Dahlhausen tells us all about Vernon County's resident Sasquatch. We'll get an update on Lake Michigan fisheries with Brad Eggle and Todd Collish of the Wisconsin DNR and find out what's going on up in Eagle River this winter with Justin Bailing of Wild Eagle Lodge. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on 1070 AM WTSO and on our podcast anytime at all on LakeLink iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us once again from Wanakee, the only Wanakee in the world, I understand, is Duffy Cup. Duffy, thanks for joining us. Good to be with you again, Dan. We talked about musky school and a little bit about ice fishing last time, but while some folks are out there on the ice, you've been spending a lot of time getting ready for this big musky school coming up in March. It is. It's our 20th anniversary, and we're trying to make it really kind of a special thing. We're doing some things a little bit different, and we've got 14 brand new classes we've never had before, so we've been working pretty hard at it. Uh, We're at a point where the devil's in the details. After coaching as many years as I did, I, I, I know about the quality of the product that you put out is basically directly related to the amount of time you spend on the details. So we've been doing that a lot. It's our 20th anniversary, and it's uh, Saturday, March 25th at Wanakee High School, open to the public. The people have 30 classes to pick from. You have to pick three of them. The evaluations that we have people make out at the end of all the schools that we've had, all 20 of them, the evaluations consistently comment on the quality of what we do. That's significant considering the three guys putting it on when we started this didn't know what we were doing. We've got it at a point that ends up being a very high-quality experience for the people that register. Well, you've got a lot of uh, what we'd call headliners, I suppose. Some of the top people in the area, as far as musky fishing is concerned, and a variety of ways. You know, of course, I talk about fly fishing for muskies, and you got Dan Donovan coming from Musky Fool this year to talk about advanced fly fishing for muskies. And, you know, I'd like to stay for his seminar, but I've got to, I've got to run to another event in New Berlin right after I'm done. But, um, besides the fly fishing, let's talk about some of the seminars, especially the new ones. What's new at the, at the show this year? Well, let me grab my sheet here so I don't forget anybody. Uh, new ones. Uh, let me start in the first session. We've got the latest technology batteries and sonar review with Greg Fitch. We've got muskies on the fly with Dan Small. That should be a good one. We've also got filming musky fishing made easy with Brian Scaife. I have sat through his thing before and the guy is phenomenal with what he's doing. We've got a kayak musky fishing with Nicole King. We have living on the edge with Steve Herbeck. I have already sat through that presentation. That also is outstanding. So people are only paying $35 to come to our school. You're really getting through uh, very, very uh, economically. 
The other ones we've got are Fish Like a Gale and Catch More Muskies with Amanda Wilson from up on the Chippewa Floage. That's part of our effort to get more women involved in muskie fishing. We've got Muskies on the Fly Advance with Dan Donovan. River Muskies with Phil Schweik. Terminal Tackle Tips and Tactics with John Bett. Waukesha County Muskies with Colin Schweik. Manitowish Chain with Bobby Orr. Poolside uh, demonstrations, different ones with Brian Scaife and Vince DeMarty of Chaos Tackle. Uh, winter planning, your Canadian Shield trip to maximize your odds with Kevin Wagner. That will be an outstanding thing, just knowing Kevin the way I do. Fall fishing and Eagle Lake, another one by Steve Herbeck. Planning to work new water with Steve Worrell. And Green Bay Muskies with Captain Kevin Pischke. Those are the new ones that we're doing. Those are the new ones, and there are many more as well. Now, how does this school work? I've been there a number of times, but for somebody who's never done it, what does it cost? Uh, you've got a deadline for early bird registration, and then how does it work uh, once you get there? Well, if you go to muskieschool.com to register online, it's very, very easy <laughs> Out of the 30-plus classes that we have, you have to pick three of them. It comes in three sessions. We've got a 9 o'clock session, the 10.35 session, and 1 o'clock session. At the end of session two, we've got the catered lunch coming in. That's the only reason I show up. <laughs> After lunch is over, then you go to the third session. And when that gets done, then everybody comes back into the Performing Arts Center, and we put on a bunch of raffles that will knock your socks off, especially this year. I don't think we'll ever be able to duplicate what we're doing this year. Fantastic. And the deadline for early bird registration? Yeah, that's the 20th of March. For people that register by March 14th, they will be put into a drawing for one of the prizes is $250 worth of baits, and then we've got a couple of $100 and $50 gift cards that we're giving out. Fantastic. People can learn all about this at muskieschool.com, and they can see video clips of many of the seminars right on your Facebook page. And, folks, uh, Duffy's Facebook page is Duffy Cup, and you spell his last name K-O-P-F, muskieschool.com online, and you can register there. You will be talking about the school at a number of expos and sports shows coming up real soon, right? Yeah, this weekend, actually, we will be at the Chicago Muskie Expo. We will have a booth there. People can come in. They can ask questions on the school. There will be all kinds of stuff there for them to look at. The following month in February, we will be at the Milwaukee Muskie Expo. And then I think it's the 17th, 18th, and 19th of March, they have the Wisconsin Muskie Expo up in Wausau at that convention center they have there. At the end of uh, February, at the Wisconsin Fishing Expo in Madison, we will have a big booth there. If you're going to any one of those, please stop in at the Capital City Muskies booth and take a look around. It costs a little bit to go to this school, but what do you do with the proceeds? Nobody that puts this thing on makes a cent. All the money that's made goes to, number one, stocking muskies in the Madison Lakes. Number two, we provide a couple of scholarships to Wanakee High School seniors, kind of in payment for, for using the facility. And number three, 
is we help pay the DNR for some of the musky research they're doing in the Medicine Lakes. Fantastic. Well, Duffy, thanks so much. I know we're about two months out, but folks should register soon if they want to get a spot in the class of their choice because some of these, well, all of the rooms have limited seating, so it's first come, first serve, right? It's first come, first serve, the regular classrooms. We, we put a cap at 25 on there. Uh, some of the other parts, like in the pool and that, we don't really put a cap on it because sometimes it will have, you know, almost 100 people in there, and, and that's okay. And then the overall total enrollment in the school, we put a cap at 300 just because of the food thing and everything. So hopefully we, we start pushing that edge. I would like to see 300 people there. That would be outstanding. All right. Well, Duffy, thanks so much for sharing more information on the Muskie School coming up. And I, I suspect we'll talk to you at least one more time before March 25th and see how things are going. Very good, Dan. Thank you. Duffy Cup with a look at the Wisconsin Muskie School or the Madison Capital City Muskies, Inc. chapter Muskie School. That's coming up March 25th in Wanakee at the Wanakee High School. You can register online and get more information about the school and about where Duffy's going to be to tell you more about it at the various sports shows and expos coming up. More information online at muskieschool.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Sun, 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 fun, fun, fun. Sun, 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 every kind of boat under the sun. That boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 20 through 29, State Fair Park. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678 or visit Hupe.com. And by the way, all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa are open for business. And Hupe and Abraham, the firm was just recently named Best Personal Injury Law Firm of Milwaukee, again for, gosh, many, many years in a row now. Mike Hupe sent me a note on that. That's good to hear that. They're doing a great job. And Mike Hupe will offer a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me now from Wisconsin Rapids, home just in time for some snow, back from Oklahoma, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, you got back safely. That's always a good thing to to have under your belt, a long trip like that. Yeah, when you don't have stories to tell from your travels, that's okay. Oh, yeah, the, the best kind. No deer, no slide off the road. Uh, in the winter, we are always worried about things like that. So, yep. But you came home to some snow here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it doesn't seem like you guys had uh, much for, for bitter cold weather or that much snow, for that matter, while it was gone. But um, uh, got dumped on snow here this week and a snow day. And 
Uh, you know, the kids, the kids enjoy stuff like that. Uh, throws the, uh, work at home parents off a little bit, but, uh, I suppose it throws all parents off a little bit, but, um, uh, that's okay. I, I know we got this colder weather. That'll be good for the ice, which really in a lot of places in Wisconsin was getting a little on the dicier side, uh, with the amount of rain and, uh, lack of cold weather. Um, you know, you really started to have to watch, um, uh, holes that were pre-drilled, you know, earlier in a week, they were opening up a little bit further. If you had two holes drilled next to each other, they almost made themselves into one hole. And, One of those uh, big and that's figure in, eight holes, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, we saw that, uh, when I got back from Oklahoma, we did do a little bit of ice fishing and, in, in, um, central Wisconsin and, and we had to kind of watch out for that. If you were driving an ATV, which, you know, we probably had, six inches of ice at, uh, you know, on, on the high side. But if you were driving an ATV out there, you had to watch where your wheels were going because you'd fall into those holes. They were that big. Um, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you know, go under or anything, but you'd put a wheel in and yeah, uh, do, possibly do no a little fun. damage. Yeah. 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 And you did bring a four wheeler back from Oklahoma. I understand. <laughs> I brought a, I brought a Polaris Ranger back. Yeah. We got the opportunity to, to use one for there's the tournament season. I'm um, just doing a couple of ice tournaments and you know, with the two up rules and, and the various amounts of, of, uh, red tape around four wheeler usage these days, it's the, the UTVs are really the way to go. So that Polaris Ranger will be really nice. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate, uh, the, uh, Federation for letting me, uh, utilize it. And you had no trouble bringing it back on the flow cargo max trailer. No, that, that would thing was, uh, pretty slick. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed using it last year when we had the Honda Pioneer and, uh, it, you know, easy load, uh, easy off, uh, plenty of tie downs to, to strap that thing down securely and, and, uh, good load capacity. It, uh, you know, this is one of the larger UTVs on the market and, and that trailer is still able to, still able to safely tow it. Yep. Well, that's good. And you did get out ice fishing. How, how was the action? Action was good. Um, like I said, you know, when we got out there, ice conditions were, were okay, but you know, if we, I don't know that it would have sustained much more of a, a week of warm weather or more rain for that matter, but, uh, bite was good. Um, we had some crappies and bluegills, uh, some decent sizes, took a friend of ours out that, uh, gets a chance to, uh, only go out a couple times a year and, uh, but he's got some neat toys. He had a drone with him. He had, uh, a couple of different underwater cameras and so it was kind of neat to get those perspectives uh he would show us the drone and we drill so many holes he's like yeah man it looks like you're looking at a at a a shotgun pattern on a on a target you know the white background (laughs) and and all all the holes peppered through it's kind of neat all right great big white swiss cheese yes absolutely yeah what do you think the snow will do to the ice we got well about four or five inches yeah, it really varies across the, the, the state and, you know, in places that, uh, you know, had that five, six inches. It's going to take a little bit to build back, um, some of that ice, even in the upcoming colder weather. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that vehicle travel in central Wisconsin and certainly southern Wisconsin is going to be, uh, well advised here anytime real soon. The ice, uh, the ice isn't, uh, you know, uh, super thick and that, insulating bed of snow really prevents any major ice growth even when you've got single digits at night so folks really need to be careful um i wouldn't even recommend putting the big utvs on the ice until you are verified how much ice is out there 
Yep, good advice. Well, I went rabbit hunting last Sunday with Ozzy. We had a beautiful sunny afternoon. We finally got out with only a couple hours left, and and there were a lot of tracks, but this was old snow, so it's kind of hard to tell where the Mm. rabbits currently are, but I kicked the right clump of grass, and the rabbit skittered off toward him, and I hollered, Ozzy, coming toward you, and he nailed it with a perfect shot, and we had rabbit for supper, and I posted some photos on the Wisconsin Outdoor News Facebook page and got a lot of comments, including one guy who said, yeah, it's more fun with a twenty-two pistol. Well, yeah, I have hunted them with a twenty-two pistol, but kind of hard to hit them when they're running. <laughs> it is, and, you know, if if you're running them with dogs or even or even pounding brush, it's harder to hit them with those twenty-twos. If you're, you can almost still hunt them, right, Dan? I mean, you kind of well, creep up on them now and then, depending yeah. on you know the the environment that you're in. Then it's yeah, it's a blast to shoot them with a twenty-two. Then. I used to do that with snowshoe hares up north when I lived there and when there were snowshoe hares, but I've only successfully shot cottontails with a twenty two here in on the farm, in the yard where they show up yeah. and you know, yeah. give you a chance kind of thing. So yep. anyway, we had fun and uh, in this fresh snow we'll have opportunity to get out there again and follow some tracks this time, I think. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And many weeks left to do it too. Oh, absolutely, yep. Well, we have several four-packs of tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show, which is going on this weekend. It opened uh, the 20th, and it runs through next Sunday, the 29th. So if you want to enter the drawing for free tickets, give us a call at 414-297-7554 or email dsoradio at gmail.com. Leave your name and number and email address if you call and mention the Boat Show Ticket Giveaway, and we'll see if we can give a few away. Coming up, Vernon County Tourism Director Christina Dahlhausen introduces us to Vernon County's resident Sasquatch, Vernon S. Quatch. He's quite the character. Wisconsin DNR Fisheries Biologists Brad Eggold and Todd Kalish give us an update on Lake Michigan fishing opportunities for this spring and summer coming up. And we'll kick things off with Justin Bailing, General Manager of Wild Eagle Lodge in Eagle River, telling us all about this weekend's World Championship Snowmobile Derby and upcoming pond hockey and other winter fun in Eagle River. All that and and more coming up right after this on Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. 
Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, sun, sun. Boaters, this is your show, the Milwaukee Boat Show at State Fair Park. Over 300 boats, family runabouts, ski and surf boats, luxury pontoons and fishing boats, more Lake Michigan boats than ever. Tierra, Beneteau, Cruisers, Sea Ray, Formula, Brady White, Boston Whaler, and more. We have the boats. See Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel the second weekend. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com January 20 through 29, close Monday and Tuesday. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Wild Eagle Lodge in Eagle River, Wisconsin, is your year-round Northwoods vacation destination. Located on the Eagle River chain of lakes and on the web at wildeaglelodge.com. And Wild Eagle Lodge is also the official host resort of our Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV special and the place where I stay when I'm up in the Eagle River area. Now, joining us now is Justin Bailing. He's the general manager of Wild Eagle Lodge, and he's been a guest on the show before. Justin, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Absolutely. Good to be back. So, gosh, you folks are in the middle of some big snowmobiling events going on this month, aren't you? We are. We just finished the vintage weekend last weekend, and we're heading into the World Championship Derby this weekend. Now, what was the vintage weekend all about? That's where older sleds can come and race. They do a championship series for them, depending on the age and type of sleds you have, or they're, they're racing. You get back to actually like 1960s and 50s sleds running. And some of those are, boy, you say vintage. Um, I think snowmobiling was invented in Wisconsin. Um, the folks in Saner um, came up with the first, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but you might remember um, who it was. Who, <laughs> It was an, uh, I don't know his first name, his last name was, uh, Elison. I was gonna say Elison or, yeah, something like that. They don't have sleds that old, do they? No, not that old. <laughs> that yeah. would be fun to watch those go around the track as much. Yeah, 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 if they could make it around. So then this weekend is the 60th World Championship Derby. Tell us about that. It's a great weekend to be up at the, the track. Uh, yeah, it's the 60th anniversary or 60th running of the World Champion Snowmobile Derby here in Eagle River. So they'll have some big names racing from Canada, U.S., a lot of entries from Michigan this year. I think they're still, it goes as far out as Finland. People come in to race. No kidding. So it's uh, international as well with Canada and Finland represented. Yeah. It's several days. How does it work? Usually they start doing cot laps and practice runs Wednesday and Thursday. Friday they start in the morning doing time trials and qualifiers. And then Friday night is what they call Friday Night Thunder, which is qualifying racing, time trials. They bring in dirt bikes that they have fitted to run on the ice and some other events like that. And then basically throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning, they're running qualifiers and narrowing the field down. 
on a bunch of different classes of snowmobile to Sunday when they're running all the championship races. So by the time this airs on Saturday morning, for most listeners, uh, it will be down to Saturday racing and Sunday championship then. Yeah. yeah. And then Sunday afternoon they do a, an enduro race, which is the racers get on basically more stock modern sleds and run 130 laps. I imagine you're full for the derby weekend, huh? Uh, we still have a few rooms open. Oh, Not many, but we still have one or two left open if people want to come up. Yeah, all right. Well, good. There's more snowmobiling in February. You've got other races as well, right? Yeah, I think there's a World Series and then uh, some Legend Laps that they do there. I'm not familiar with the Legend Laps. I think this is the first or second year they've done it, but uh, the World Series is just a, another class of uh, a racing organization that comes there and does uh, another weekend of snowmobile racing. And have you still got pond hockey going on there in Eagle River? Absolutely. That comes up in February, the USA Labatt Blue Pond Hockey Championships. That is another tournament based on age where people can come out and play pond hockey. They come from all over the country, as far as Alaska, Canada, and uh, come into Eagle River and play three days of hockey on the ice. I have a couple of cousins from Buffalo, New York. They've been out there, I know, uh, in the pond hockey. That's a big event as well, isn't it? They do 27 or 30 rinks on Dollar Lake here in Eagle River. Mm-hmm. Well, so what else is going on besides snowmobile racing and pond hockey there? Well, we still have just regular snowmobiling, uh, you know, the snowmobile capital of the world. So 500 miles of groomed trails in the Eagle River area, lots of fat tire biking, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. Eagle River is also the hockey capital of Wisconsin. So we have the pond hockey going, but we also have a lot of hockey going out the rink. We actually have a new, this year, NAHL team, the Wisconsin Windigo Plain in Eagle River. So there's plenty to do during the, uh, the winter seasons up here. That sounds like it. And, of course, uh, a lot of trails are open for skiing and in uh, some areas for snowshoeing as well for people who Correct. aren't interested in motorized sports. Absolutely, yeah. And ice fishing, too, I guess. Yeah, that's the other one, too. You've got some specials going on. You've got one going on now that will still be in force for the last weekend in January, your January flash sale. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's basically, we picked a couple weekends in January, and you stay two nights or more, and you save 20% on your reservation if you book online using the promo code that's on our website, www.wildeaglelodge.com. Okay, and you've got some openings for that. Yes, we do. We still have openings for that weekend. All right. Now, looking ahead to spring and summer, you have a series of outdoor events that you put up a big tent for. Uh, Tell us what those are all about. Well, we do some shows. We're still booking our 2023 season, uh, so we can stay in line on that, check our website out. But we usually try and bring in a comedian or two to do some nice shows and put them underneath a big tent. We will have this October again our uh, county showcase which is six to eight comics some from Wisconsin some from California that come out here and do a set of comedy each for a night of comedy here and we're still trying to get another another show in for this spring if we can you know one year when I was up there it was a couple of years ago Charlie Barron's was there in the tent and you had quite a crowd we did for him yes anything else you want to tell our listeners about Eagle River or Wild Eagle Lodge come on up to Nature's Playground 
All right. That's a good way to put it. Well, Justin, thanks so much for your time. And uh, we'll send folks to your website, wildeaglelodge.com, and hope that you get a few guests uh, come up there and take advantage of that January flash sale for next weekend. Thanks so much. Thank you. Justin Bailing is the general manager of Wild Eagle Lodge on the Eagle Lake chain of lakes there in Eagle River in Vilas County. You can learn more, as I mentioned, on their website, wildeaglelodge.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You know, every so often you hear a report of a Bigfoot sighting, or Sasquatch as some people call them, and there are even groups that have gone looking for Bigfoot in Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, and other places where there have been alleged sightings. Well, here in Vernon County, Wisconsin, in the heart of the Driftless area, there's a resident Bigfoot or Sasquatch. He goes by the name of Vernon S. Quatch. He wanders throughout Vernon County, and he reports from a different location every week in a column in the Vernon County View called Get Lost in Vernon County. And joining us now to talk about Vernon and his travels is Christina Dahlhausen. She's the Economic Development and Tourism Coordinator for Vernon County and apparently a good friend of Vernon's. Well, Christina, welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for joining us. Having me, Dan. So great to be on the radio with you guys. Well, is Vern there with you? Oh, he sure is. Yeah, he's kind of quiet at the moment. He just got done eating breakfast. Got it. He's yeah, he's he's, like, he's a rather shy guy, isn't he? He's kind. Yeah, he's pretty shy. He likes to hide out a bit. Some people say he's like a stalker, but you know, I'm here to tell you that he's not stalking. He's just wandering around the county. Just looking for places to be, and you know, he really does want to make friends, but he's pretty shy. You've been traveling around with him now for about two years, right? Yeah, it all kind of started back in February of 2021. We're going on two years here. Now, does he prefer Bigfoot or Sasquatch? I know his name uh, is Quatch. He looks like them both. I'm looking at him now, and yes, his feet are huge. I think he goes more by the Sasquatch. He's, he likes to be proper like that. Got it. Okay. Well, how did you meet Vern? wandering around, um, you know, as the Economic Development and Tourism Coordinator, part of my work is to promote the county. To really, like, promote the county, you have to be right in there. You have to see what's going on. You have to go to the events. You have to go to these little tiny bergs and walk all the parks and enjoy them and have all the experiences. So, you know, that has been my mission since 2018. I started walking around the county, getting to learn the people, getting to learn the places, experiencing them for myself, going down the Kickapoo, snowmobiling, rock climbing, trying to do everything that I can just to know the whole experience so I can be able to promote it well. And I was just walking around outside a sidey hollow park, kind of near the township of Bud, B-U-D. Yep. Oh, yeah. There I was just walking around and I saw this creature, huge creature, just kind of hiding behind a tree. And I just kind of tend to make friends wherever I go. I try to anyway, you know, and you got to learn about Vernon County. I threw, threw a couple 
granola bars in my pocket, go macro bars because they're made out of viola. So yep. I had a couple of those. I opened them up and I handed them to him. And before you know it, he warmed right up to me and he said, hi, my name's Vern. And I said, well, hi, I'm Christina. And the rest is history, really. Wow. Now, you mentioned the Go Macro Bars. I, I got a freezer full of them. I buy them at the co-op when they're on sale. What's your favorite, or what's Vern's favorite Go Macro? There's one that has like kind of a coffee flavor. Sweet Awakening. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Has Vern visited the place where they make those bars? Is it Viola or Lafarge? Viola. It's Viola. Mm-hmm. He hasn't and, been there, though. And don't you dare say, and we'll know that you're not, you're not from here if you say Viola. Oh, yeah. It is definitely Viola. Oh, yeah. And he he hasn't visited where they've been made. He probably will in the future. But he has been down there to Viola. There's a Mounds Park down there because there was a prehistoric village and mounds from the Woodland Indians that are around that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a the great history down there that he wanted to check out one time. And his most recent visit was to the ice caves right in that area in the Kickapoo Valley Reserve. That's right, yeah. I was just down there with him just this last week, kind of by the Kickapoo Valley Reserve off Weister Creek, off Highway P. And we just went for a little walk, and we were just amazed at what we saw. Now, I've lived here for only 10 years, so I'm a relative newcomer. But I've learned uh-huh. a lot about some of the hidden gems of the area. He seems to know a lot about Vernon County history. How long has Vern been around? That's the mystery of it all. I mean, Vern is a mysterious guy. We don't know how long he's been here. The way he talks to me and he talks to his readers, it's like been almost before time because he seems to recollect things that happened of like where, you know, they were just starting to start the county. When the county started, um, it actually wasn't called Vernon County. It was called Bad Axe County. Right. And it was a bigger county, like in, which also incorporated Crawford County. And then in like 1856, it became Vernon County. But I think he's been around since then, you know, but he doesn't really talk much about his age. We just know he's been around for a long time. And he sure knows a lot. I think he's been observing or, quote-unquote, stalking for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. When he reports in The View, he will be at a place like Bud or uh, Purdy, and he will say, oh, back a century or, or so ago, when people were just founding this area, there was a dance hall here, there was the Grange, there was a country store, and all that's gone now, and, you know, that type of thing. He has been around. Does he have a favorite place? Gosh, that's the thing about Vernon County and, and Vernon is I think that it's really hard to not find a favorite place. There's so much, obviously, history and the beauty of this place. It's still wild. He, he still has places that he can hide. And he still has places he can come out. Everywhere from the Mississippi River, the bird watching there is fantastic, and he loves watching birds, and he loves climbing mountains over there. And then he'll make his way through the ridgetop, through, like, Barocco and Westby and these great outcroppings. Yeah, he's mentioned those before, like everything from Three Chimneys to Monument Rock. Those are really neat to see. And then he's going down to the Kickapoo Valley Reserve, Wildcat Mountain, and even all the way over to Hillsboro. There's a whole Cheyenne Valley settlement out there that he's going to be visiting pretty soon and report on. Neat. For folks who don't read the Vernon County View or who don't live in this area, they're probably scratching their heads saying, who the heck is this guy and what is this all about? Um, but you yeah. don't have to pick up a hard copy of the paper or get it free in your mailbox. You can get it online, right? That's right. Yep, it's through the La Crosse Tribune. You know, so they do have a digital copy that goes out as well. If you want to just Google Vernon S. Quatch, that's his pen name, Vernon S. Quatch. It, it would pop right up and you could read every single article that's been out. And I think there's been 
gosh, he's, he's written about 100 articles so far. You know, Vernon travels the county. He's my friend. He basically reports to me on what he's learned. And sometimes I'll go down to the, the Vernon Historical Society to cross-check some of his information because I'm like, how does he know all this? You know, yeah. Reported on all these mink farms that were all around mm-hmm. Vernon County. I was like, how does he? I mean, I, that just can't be real. And I got the information. I went down to the historical society or the, the, the museum. Really nice museum, by the way, in Vernon County, right in Viroqua. Just a great, formative place. Super nice people, too. And cross-checked the information. And lo and behold, he was right. So I took that information and submitted it to the view. And, and it got printed. You know, just, And that's how it happens every single week for nearly 100 weeks now. He's going places. He keeps now, finding places to go to, too. Do you think he'll run out of places to visit in Vernon County? <laughs> well, you know, Vern told me, like, if he's driving through the Culver's drive through we'll know that he's ran out of places to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a bad place to stop, either. You know, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, the flavor of the day is something that I look forward to every day. And I know Vern is a big ice cream fan from all these ice cream socials that he's been to all over the county. Well, if people want to suggest a place for Vern to visit, how can they do that? Oh, well, they can just contact me. Look up Vernon County and look up Economic Development Tourism Coordinator. You'll get my phone number. You'll get my email. And you're not alone with asking that question because... Probably two to three times a month since I've been working with Vern and wandering the county with him and submitting these uh, articles for him. I received messages from people that have been living here forever, and they say, hey, I would love if you would bring Vern down and, and come talk to me down at, like, for example, Esophia Park sure. and other places, like random out-of-the-way places where... People are real kind to show me and Vern around and teach us their story, and Vern takes that and reports on it. Because we are promoting the county, right? Vern and I are working together to highlight these little places from, you know, Newton to Avalanche to Bloomingdale, from places like that. And we're highlighting all these places. And I've heard that people are cutting out the articles every week. (laughs) And if they have like an Airbnb or they have a bed and breakfast or something, they're cutting out the articles, they're putting them in a scrapbook. And so when people come to visit Vernon County and they're at that Airbnb or whatever, they can page through it. They read Vern and his writings, and then they're like, you know what, I might want to go visit that today, or I might want to go see that today. You know, Vern usually has some pretty good directions, you know, within his article on how to get there. So it's pretty neat, right? Absolutely, Christina. Have you and Vern thought about putting all those columns together into a book, maybe? That would be a super thing. Yes, and we have thought about that. Ideally, what I think would be neat is put all those columns together. You know, Vern and I would work together to pull all those together. We'll get somebody to publish it, and then we can sell it. And any proceeds that we make from selling that book could go back to continuing to, you know, cultivate the communities around here in Vernon County and more money to promote the county. We sure love living here, Vernon and I do. And I know my family does. You know, of course, it's a wonderful place to visit. Put that money back into it to keep it going. I think that's a great idea. You know, probably be the first time a Sasquatch has ever written his own book. Well, it's probably the I, first, I he's probably the first Sasquatch to write a newspaper column. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Wow. I'll have to tell Vern that. He's All right. Now. Yeah, oh, okay. Tired. I'll Chris, tell him when he wakes up. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Vern? I think that you just, you all, he might be shy, but he's a real nice guy. If you get to know him, don't go screaming and running away. And if you listen to him, he really has some good little insight in there that not just about like the history and the area, but he also has some just great little nuggets of wisdom that you might be able to take into your everyday life. All right. 
Christina, thanks so much for sharing Vern's travels around the state through the Vernon County View and for our listeners today on Outdoors Radio. And good luck to you and to Vern as you two continue your travels and your reporting on the hidden gems of Vernon County. Thank you so much, Dan. What a pleasure to be here. And Vern, thanks you as well. Yep. All right. Well, Vern, we'll be watching for you. I might even have a couple of places you might want to visit, and I'll be in touch. Fantastic. Thanks again. You bet. Christina Dahlhausen is the Economic Development and Tourism Coordinator for Vernon County. Vernon S. Quatch is the traveling reporter for Vernon County View. You can read his Get Lost in Vernon County column in the paper. And if you are not a local in Vernon County and you want to see it online, it's available there, too. You can just search online for Vernon S. Quatch. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, 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 every kind of boat under the sun. That boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 20 through 29, State Fair Park. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. A lot of folks are looking forward to open water fishing, especially on our two great lakes. That's where a lot of open water fishing happens. And joining me now for an update on Lake Michigan... Our two DNR biologists, we have Brad Eggold, who's the Great Lakes District Fisheries Supervisor, and Todd Collish, who is the Wisconsin DNR Fisheries Deputy Bureau Director. And I think I got both you guys on the line, so thanks for joining us, Todd and Brad. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. I've talked to both of you before, and I guess I'll just throw out this first question. How are things looking for Lake Michigan for this coming year, for this open water season? We're very optimistic of a, a really good fishery. We had a pretty solid fishery in 2022. Coho salmon was especially strong and vibrant in the early part of the season and, and made its way up pretty far up the coast. And we had a lot of solid you know, fishing going on for the other salmon and trout as well and you know we have pretty good expectations and outlook for the 23 fishing season so we 
you encourage people to get out there, whether you're fishing from boat or shore or stream fishery, and take part in this excellent fishery. And as you know, I have done that a lot, especially with uh, Dumper Dan Welch out of Sheboygan, and before that, uh, out of Milwaukee with Jack Remus years ago, and, and some other captains up and down the lake. Things have changed in recent years. There's a lot of natural reproduction coming from the Michigan side primarily. How has that impacted the fishery? We definitely have learned a lot about natural reproduction, particularly in Chinook salmon these last 10 years. And, you know, what we're finding is that the summer composition of Chinook, pretty much no matter where you're fishing from, whether it's from a Michigan port or Kenosha or Door County, you know, in May, June, July, August, and even the first part of September, you know, we're all enjoying a, a mixed population of fish being caught out there in terms of Chinook salmon that is comprised of, you know, Wisconsin stocks, Michigan stocks, and predominantly naturally reproduced Chinook salmon, you know, in the 60% range. And that really, as you, as you noted, is coming from primarily Michigan streams or potentially coming in through Lake Huron as well. Are you still marking all the Chinook fry that are being released with the coated wire tags? Prior to about two or three years ago, you know, we were still adipose fin coating and also putting the microchip tag or coated wire tags into these fish. Right now, we've transitioned over to steelhead, and we've been doing mostly coated wire tagging marking for steelhead, and we're just adipose fin clipping the Chinook salmon. There are a few lots of Chinook salmon that still get coated wire tags, but as far as the tags, we've transitioned over to rainbow steelhead. Okay, and that's going to give you an idea of how much natural reproduction there is in steelhead? Yeah, well, I'm really excited about, uh, you know, the information that we learned on Chinook salmon through this mass marking program is, is just astounding, and I think it's probably one of the better science projects that I've been involved with, and, and just the amount of data information we've gotten from that program with extreme help from U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the Great Lakes Fishery Commission has been incredible. And we're going to learn as much about steelhead and maybe even more because we have a variety of steelhead strains that each agency is stocking. And that's going to give us the indication in terms of, you know, the performance of those strains as well as how we stock fish in Wisconsin. Primarily, we are stocking in large rivers and smaller rivers. And I think we're going to learn a lot about that kind of fishery produced and really fine-tune our stocking program at the end of this coat of water tag marking for steelhead. Great. And I heard that you're going to be stocking coaster brook trout now as well. Well, right now, with our stocking plan that we've been working on since 2020, we've been stocking domestic brook trout in Milwaukee and Manitowoc to the tune of 50,000 total in 20, 21, and 22, and we have it on the mark for 23. And uh, we're seeing and evaluating what kind of fishery those book trout are supplying to the fishery through a harvest and effort study. Why are they called coasters for people who don't know? Well, right now, like I said, we're using domestic fish from our St. Croix fish hatchery. The term coaster book trout really came from Lake Superior, where see these fish move up and down the coast. We haven't used those fish yet. We're looking into that, but we're still using our domestic strain of brook trout for this endeavor right now. Okay. Are people catching many? I, I don't hear many reports, at least not from the trollers. Yeah, we're getting a, a lot of positive response, primarily from river anglers right. in the Milwaukee River. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing a lot of comments, Facebook posts, a lot of photos. 
uh, being shared with us in terms of people catching the brook trout. So it's definitely providing a, a localized fishery there, and, and we're looking at you know evaluating it on a more holistic level as we get more years into the program. Okay. Well, now, I understand you took 3 million Chinook eggs last fall. What's the status of those eggs now, and what's the plan for whatever is going to hatch from them, or has hatched already? Yeah, we took our, our normal and maybe a little bit above normal allotment of Chinook eggs from primarily our Strawberry Creek rear facility. You know, they're currently in the, you know, the eye up and fry stage right now. So we don't have an exact number right now. Still in the formative stages of some of the early development of these fish. And that's part of what we're going to discuss on Monday. Right. We'll get to the Monday meeting in just a second. I have one more question about young Chinooks, though. You used net pens last year in Sheboygan to release those fish when they were ready to go out into Lake Michigan. Are you going to do that again this year? Yeah, we've been working with collaborators, primarily fishing clubs up and down the shoreline, on using what, what's called net pen, which is essentially uh, about a 6-foot by 20 to 24-foot long, 6-foot diameter pen that's made out of net material. And there's various clubs up and down the shoreline that are using these net pens for a couple of different things. One, they're holding the Chinook salmon in these pens for two to three weeks. They're feeding them, and the idea here is to get them to a larger size, as well as trying to improve survival and homing back to the ports that they're using net pens in. So we have net pens. We've used them in Gills Rock, Algoma, Kiwani, Sheboygan, Milwaukee, Racine and now Kenosha. We're still in the evaluation stage. We're probably going to come out with an evaluation on how the efficacy of these net pens have worked, primarily in the route in the Kiwani River where we're utilizing our weirs for the return. That report should be finalized here in the next two or three months. We are still working with clubs this year, and I'm sure most of the clubs I mentioned a moment ago are going to be working with us on putting Chinook salmon into these net pens. All right. Well, uh, you mentioned, or we've mentioned, the meeting. There's a meeting Monday night, the 23rd. Tell us about that, uh, Brad or Todd, one of you. Sure. Um, yeah, we have another stakeholder informational meeting about uh, Lake Michigan and all the management and initiatives that we've been working on and we want to continue working on any new ideas. And that meeting starts at 6 o'clock at Lakeshore Technical College. We do have a link for sign-ups. It's a Zoom link, so either you can tell us that you're going to be in person or you want to join by Zoom, so there's two options there. It will take either form of a participation, and we want to get the word out to as many people, whether you're a big-time angler, maybe a weekend warrior, a charter fisherman, charter customer, stream, boat, pier, you know, whoever you are out there fishing, we'd love to hear from you and join the meeting as best you can and learn about what's going on and provide input and comments and direction for the future. Fantastic. We'll mention that again at the end of the show because I know you guys have a meeting you got to get to here. Uh, there's one last thing. There's apparently a marketing plan to promote fishing that's in the works, and I, I don't know if there's more you can say about that at this point or if that's something we should talk about uh, on a future conversation. Yeah, maybe I'll let Todd answer that one. Yeah, yeah, we can cover it briefly, yeah. So we, and as was already mentioned, you know, Wisconsin is really a premier destination for Lake Michigan and Lake Superior fishing. And, you know, in order to sustain and enhance that fishery, the DNR can't do it alone. You know, we, we have to work with diverse partners and, you know, stakeholders and, and academia and, and groups throughout the Lake Michigan and Lake Superior region 
to, to really promote the fishery and, and work on enhancing a fishery. And one of the things we're really excited about is we're working on uh, developing a grant. This is going to be you know, right around a, just a million-dollar grant opportunity to uh, enhance Lake Michigan and Lake Superior outreach and education for 2023. And we really believe that this will be the foundation of showcasing the premier fishing destination, the premier fishing opportunities we have in Lake Michigan and Lake Superior. So we're really excited. We're going to be um, initiating this this initiative, you know, likely within the next month or so. And then we also have a really, a really unique um, opportunity and initiative where we're working with the UW Green Bay and UW Whitewater to conduct a comprehensive assessment of the economic value of commercial guide, sport trolling, and sport fishing in Lake Michigan. Because you know, I think, as, as a lot of people know, the fishing industry in Wisconsin is a big economic driver. You know, it, it generates more than $12.5 million in state and local tax revenue. It, it provides almost 2,000 jobs and produces over $185 million in economic activity annually. But working with those those great uh, universities to, to get a better handle on the, on the real and the true economic value of fishing uh, in Wisconsin. So those are two definitions we're really excited about on tap for 2023. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that as that program gets rolling. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. I know your time's limited, and uh, it's been great having you both on here, and we'll talk again soon. Great. You bet. Todd Collish, Wisconsin DNR Fisheries Deputy Bureau Director, and Brad Eggold, Great Lakes District Fisheries Supervisor, both with the DNR. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelmer, brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar Lake Sales is at the Milwaukee Boat Show this weekend and again uh, Wednesday through Sunday next week with great deals and rebates on new boats. Check out their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out more about their upcoming DUX Ducks Expo at duckexpo.com. That's duckexpo.com. 
And if our TV show Outdoor Wisconsin is not airing where you live, you can always watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And, of course, if you're in the Milwaukee, greater Milwaukee area, you can watch those past episodes at our usual time, Thursday nights at 9 and Saturday mornings at 9 on Milwaukee PBS Channel 10. And last year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show and a couple of shows from past years, all those are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. If you missed anything on the show and tuned in just after we started or you want to hear something again, uh, or you just want to check out more episodes of the show, go to lake-link.com, go to their outdoor radio page, and then you can download this show, download past shows, and take it with you and listen whenever you've got time. You can find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors and find me at Hardwater Jeff. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have four packs of tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show to give away. It's going on this weekend through Sunday, and then again Wednesday through next Sunday, the 29th. To enter the drawing, call 414-297-7554 or email dsoradio at gmail.com. Leave your name and number, and if you call, make sure you give me your email address, because that's how we're delivering the code that you'll need to get your ticket. Again, 414-297-7554 or dsoradio at gmail.com. Well, this is free fishing weekend in Wisconsin. Anyone can fish any waters of the state without a license or a trout stamp, but season, dates, and size and bag limits still apply. If you want to learn more about that, and if you're just getting into fishing, go to the DNR website, keywords, free fishing weekend. And the candlelight events at state parks and natural areas are going on most every weekend through February. You can click on the DNR website's events calendar for info on that. And as we mentioned when we talked with Brad uh, uh, Eggold and uh, Todd Kalish, the DNR is hosting a public meeting on Lake Michigan Fisheries Management this coming Monday, January 23rd at Lakeshore Technical College in Cleveland. That's the Cleveland in Wisconsin. Don't go to Ohio for that. <laughs> Details on the DNR website. I mean, somebody just might. You know, you never know. I'm going you to know, Cleveland. You know, I, I always told people that my, I had I had family from Cleveland, and it took a long time for me to realize that I really had to specify that I meant Cleveland, Wisconsin, and not Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, we've got uh, we've got a Mexico uh there's a Mexico in New York, there's a Paris, Wisconsin, a Dallas, Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. a lot a lot more uh, fun uh, confusing places. There's even a Hell, Michigan. We used to send postcards up there to get them stamped <laughs> by the postmaster so you'd get a message from you know where. Yeah. Well, the 20th annual Wisconsin Muskie School is coming up March 25th. We will learn more about that, uh, but you can register online at muskyschool.com. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend, be careful on the ice, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. The moose's nose And the heron is fishing on one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll 